Hello, I hope you're well. It is December 3rd, 2020, and it's almost 12 a.m., so technically we're going to call it December 4th, and we're going to say that my birthday isn't a day. So I turn 24 on Saturday, and usually around my birthday or just before, I do a little bit of the reflection on what's happened, what shifts have been made, what I've processed, and how I'm feeling. And this one feels significant, but before I go into the ramble, because for those who haven't listened to me recording things before, I don't plan a podcast or anything. Sometimes my brain just hurts too much and I don't want to write, so I ramble. And sometimes something great comes out of it, and sometimes nothing comes out of it. And that's okay. And before I go into the reflection, I do want to say that I'm going to be talking about sexual assaults and abuse and trauma and mental health and suicide in this one. It's been a really heavy year and those are the things I'm processing and even if I don't go into these things with extreme detail, I want to bring that up. Um, in case any of these things are triggers for you. And I hope that you take necessary care if those are triggers, and please feel free to turn this off and do what you need to do. Also, hi to my ward family. It's nice to have you here. You hear my voice every day, so you're probably used to everything I'm going to say now, but... I'm excited to have you here regardless. Alrighty, so I turned 24. And 24, for some reason, feels significant to me. And the first thing that comes to my mind is half of 24, which is 12, obviously. And 12 was the age where I was sexually abused. And as I'm saying this, I feel like chills all over my body. And it's a hard thing for me to unpack because for a really long time, I thought that those words could not be used to describe the situation and the manipulation and the abuse that I survived. Um, but in my 23rd year of existence, so in the last like 12 months, I have been able to acknowledge that something terrible happened to me and I was young and I think for a really long time it was so hard to give myself grace and understanding. Like for some reason I thought 12 year old Julie would have known better, <laughs> but it's like dude, fuck, you're 12, like, you don't even know what voting means, you don't even know what, like, bipartisan means, you don't even know how periods work, so how the fuck do you know what sexual abuse is, and, like, as I become closer to 24, like, I'm hitting the age of the person that abused me, I realized that, like, that power dynamic is so fucking powerful. And, like, 
you know, with my 23, 24-year-old mind now, like, never in my right fucking mind would I have done or will I ever do what this person did to me when I was 12. And I remember, like, the first person I told was Sophie, and we were having wine, and I just, like, had to use proper terminology, and I had to, like, reclaim the words to myself to tell her, because, like, for so long, I just couldn't admit, and I, like, I just didn't think I deserved anything, and, like, over the past 12 months, I have, you know, like, not got like I haven't gone into the details of everything because I don't think I'm ready for that but I've acknowledged my survival and I have talked about it in a genuine way where I felt hurt and that is huge and I think that acknowledgement has really helped me grow in my capacity to explore my sensuality and my sexuality as well. Like, this was the year where I felt more comfortable in my body and more comfortable just having sex in a way that was authentic and present. And it's not like every time I have sex, it's perfect. And I'm, like, super there, like, Kama Sutra, whatever. It's like being able to look at my partner and just be like, hey, like, I'm dissociating right now. I don't think this is a good idea. Or if that does happen, being able to backtrack and be like, hey, the thing we did, like, that's not cool with me. I don't want to do that again. And just, like, being so grateful for the people that I choose to share my sexuality with this year for those people is holding space for that and being authentic and genuine and vulnerable in their learning and growing too. Because before this year, I don't think I've had, like other than really one person, like a positive sexual experience where I felt that that person was there with me. Or even if I, like I didn't even feel like I was there for a really long time. So, I think that's like a big thing and I'm excited to move into 24 and explore that at my own pace with people that get me and understand trauma and pleasure and consent and want to be present. And I think 23 also was the year I acknowledged that I in fact have an anxiety disorder and I experienced depression and that those things are not my fault because up until like really this summer I thought that my anxiety was my fault if I had chosen differently if I had some sort of you know self-responsibility or I don't know like if I was just a better person I would be able to not have anxiety and then I like would minimize everything I would go through like I don't have a real mental illness 
I should be fine and that shame and that berating of self just made things worse. And I'm like so grateful for the friends and people in my life that kind of stopped me and said, hey, like your mental health is real and you're not okay and I see that and take your fucking meds because I know that I'm able to support others so well but to then in turn acknowledge that I'm hurting and I need support like that was so fucking big this year like 23 was a lot of breaking down things that hurt and confronting them and then building anew and it's been really really amazing to do that with just really loving and compassionate people who give a shit like I've made so many new friends in the last year and it's wild because I met most of you through the internet I may not have even met you in real life yet but there is this genuine trust and connection and I'm so so grateful for that because there has also been a lot of loss this year I you know have lost a few really good friends people who I thought we're going to be there for me and with me for, I guess at the time I thought the long haul. And it took a while for me to process this loss because I had to first acknowledge that I felt abandoned and then grapple with the reality that everyone is really just trying their best and then also acknowledge that even when people are trying their best, it doesn't mean that it isn't cruel or harmful. And that's really hard. Like, these people, these three people in particular that are no longer in my life, they disappeared within a day. And it just made me reflect on everything like I knew I was feeling sad but at the same time I felt this like weight lifted from my shoulders and even though I wasn't you know talking to them and like no longer had to think about them like for some reason I felt more whole and I think that's a big indicator that these relationships never fully felt safe for me to settle into. They were always expecting more than they were willing to give. And they always demanded from me a version of myself that catered to their needs and their ideas of what I should be. They were, you know, good relationships at some point, but they turned out to be relationships in which I had to honestly like appease men and I had to apologize for feeling hurt and had to tiptoe around feelings and 
that's complete fucking bullshit. Like, I know I'm not perfect. I know that you are allowed to hold me accountable. But you're not allowed to sit there and tell me that my hurt is invalid. And you're not allowed to point your finger at me and call me a bad friend when I'm unable to show up for you because I'm struggling. And you're not allowed to look at me and say, fuck you, your anxiety and your depression aren't real. That's complete fucking bullshit. And I think now in the relationships that I'm in, like the ones that have existed before and after and during the pandemic or, you know, during my 23rd year, it's like those people would never tell me that I am too small and that my feelings don't matter and that my mental health is bullshit. Of course, they can say, hey, you're like shame spiraling and I know that you know you deserve better, but there's no like shaming me for existing and there's no like projection in like there's no projection mask as tough love there's none of that and you know some people may appreciate that but for someone who grew up with a lot of invalidation that shit does not work on me and I don't want it and I don't need it. And, you know, I think the next part I could go on forever, but I'll keep this one short. Like, learning how to trust myself and really process trauma and understand that bad things have happened to me. And hard things have happened to me. And it doesn't mean that, you know, my life is the worst and there is no hope. But it does mean that there is pain that my body remembers that my conscious mind may not. I um, started EMDR two weeks ago. And in short, it's like eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And essentially, it is using bilateral movement, so you're stimulating like multiple things at once, um, to process trauma through your body. And in one of the exercises today, my therapist asked me to remember the first time that I felt worthless. And I thought about it for a while, and there's always one memory that comes up. It's me, you know, being four years old and being yelled at by my family member for needing support and for crying and feeling hurt. And I was just completely ignored. Um, But for some reason, that memory didn't feel right to do or to use for the EMDR processing. Um, So I sat a little longer and I told my therapist, I was like, the memory I'm going to share with you is not one that I can, like logically, it doesn't make sense that I consciously remember this, but it's something that my intuition is telling me and my body is telling me is true, so we're going to go with it. 
And I think also a disclaimer here is like with me and anyone that has experienced a lot of childhood trauma or childhood neglect or abuse, you don't remember anything. Like your brain is trying to protect you. And so I probably have like three to five childhood memories from the top of my head, like up until elementary, like middle of elementary school. So there's not a lot. But for some reason, like this image was calling to me and I was like, therapist, <laughs> let's do this. Um, and so the memory was from the day I was born. And again, like no logical fucking way I can remember this because my brain doesn't have that ability. But my body did because I felt like my body twitched as I was doing like the eye processing and I felt myself gasp for air and the memory was somehow I was you know birthed out of the canal and the image I had in my head was you know my mom and the doctors and the nurses um, by the hospital bed and attending to that and I was somehow like in a baby tray or like an incubator like probably like two feet away but I was alone and that was the image that came to my head and that was the image that we did for EMDR processing today and like as we kept on processing by the way it's like you know it's something moving left and right really fast and you follow it with only your eyes and you're thinking about a memory and the sensations and your body like remembers those feelings so you're basically like reliving the trauma while this like stimulation is happening and you're processing things that have always been stuck disclaimer so as I'm sitting there like moving my eyeballs I start to like get more of my senses engaged you know like I said I was twitching I gasped for air once I felt tightness like all over my spine and my chest and then in my brain like it wasn't a full sound but it was like the thought of a baby crying and I was like holy shit like my body remembers something and it might not be the exact image that you know I shared but there's something about that memory of being distant and being neglected and feeling worthless at such a young age and that was wild to me because like of all days, it was the day that I was born. And like, you know, I think some people would say like, you're being dramatic. You were just born. How can you experience trauma while birth trauma exists? And it's so fucking real. And my mom lost so much blood during labor and she almost passed away. And while my mom was giving birth, that was also when my grandmother like had a stroke and was basically paralyzed at another hospital. So yeah, like my mom and dad were there when I was born like physically, but like emotionally, my mom had no capacity to be there for me and to help me regulate as a baby. And I don't know if any of you have like done developmental um, child development and de developmental studies and like biology but it's like the 
attachment and attunement to your attachment figure, usually your parents or caretaker, like that is the thing that helps you develop your brain, that regulates your heart rate, that allows you to understand feeling, that keeps your hormone levels in check, that keeps you fed. And I didn't have that because my mom was almost dying and my grandma was having a stroke and my mom was feeling depressed and my mom had postpartum depression after. So it's like I always thought that bad things started happening when I was four, when I was alone and no one was there to take care of me. But it's like, Julie, it happened before you were born. It happened while you were born. And I feel like a light bulb moment, like, oh shit, I'm getting somewhere with this healing, but also like, this heaviness in my chest, in my shoulders, and like a sense of grief in acknowledging that I may not consciously remember, but you know, like baby Julie from the moment she was born, just didn't have the care and love that she needed to grow. And It's not anyone's fault. It's not my mom's fault that she had undiagnosed anxiety. It's not my grandma's fault that she had a stroke. It's not my mom's fault that she like hemorrhaged during child labor. It's not any of their fault. And I think there's something really powerful in acknowledging that my birthday and being 24 soon is a sign of healing and growth and also recognizing that my birthday, you know, the first few minutes, hours that I was born were also traumatic and hard for a baby to understand and process. So yeah. Um, that's kind of all I have to say for today. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. And I'm so grateful that you're here and you're listening. Because it does mean so much to me. And being able to make these little like episodes and being able to write and share with you has been so cathartic and healing for me. Especially during the pandemic. And it helps me kind of, I don't know, like become a better therapist and a better healer, like self-healer, I mean, and a better friend and a better partner. So, yeah. Um, Thank you all so much again. And I will talk to you so soon. Bye.